You're listening to Transparency Talk with Trustwell, a podcast discussing the latest trends in technology in the food and supplement industries, featuring conversations with regulatory experts, quality and safety champions, and thought leaders across the industry. The podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome to today's episode of Transparency Talk with Trustwell. My name is Katie Jones, and I am the Chief Customer Officer at Trustwell. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk corporate governance and leadership and the importance of increasing diversity and equity in these areas across the food industry. We're going to get a glimpse into a world that many professionals maybe aspire to, but few ever actually realize. And joining us today to dive into these topics is Mary Wagner, a trailblazer in the culinary and product development world, known not only for her expertise in food research and development, but also for her impressive journey to corporate boardrooms. Mary is here to demystify the corporate boardroom, share her experiences, challenges, and the strategies that she employed to secure a seat at the table. But first, I'll give you a bit of Mary's impressive background. Mary is a distinguished executive leader and board director known for her innovative product development, research management, risk mitigation, crisis handling, and expertise in food quality and safety. With a strong background in global retail and consumer packaged goods, she currently leads MK Wagner & Associates, Inc., specializing in innovation and food safety solutions. Mary serves on many boards. Let's list these out. So various notable companies, including Premium Brands Holdings, Griffith Foods International, Jones Dairy Farm, and Blue Nalu. She also chairs the Food Safety Advisory Board for Ecolab. Previously, she's held senior roles at Starbucks, Mars, E&J Gallo Winery, Taco Bell, and General Mills, contributing to their growth and success. In addition to her corporate roles, Mary has also been actively involved in various nonprofit organizations, demonstrating a passion for youth and education. She holds numerous certifications and memberships, including those of the American College of Corporate Directors, National Association of Corporate Directors, and the Women Corporate Directors, among others. Mary, thank you so much. Um, that made my my jaw hurt how impressive your uh, your bio is. And uh, I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> thank you, Katie. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about your, your journey, because uh, I think people sharing their own unique stories and successes can help, you know, provide some guidance to others. So you've successfully navigated your way onto, as we mentioned, multiple corporate boards. Can you share some specific experiences or, you know, pivotal moments that played a role, you know, in your journey? Absolutely. I I think everybody has a journey and a story to tell. So this is only my story. But for me, I think a pivotal moment was early in my career when I was at General Mills, and I had the chance to go to a Harvard business program for three months. So leaving my role and not knowing where I'd land when I came back, uh, I went to this Harvard program, PMD, to get exposure to all the business degree uh, aspects that I I didn't get an MBA. I have a PhD, so I I wanted to to further my knowledge without going to get an MBA. Anyway, so that was a pivotal journey for me to go to this Harvard program because it catapulted me into wanting to get more involved with the business, leading big parts of the business, so that was a big a big step for me. I think another one was just the fact I've moved to various jobs. You listed them out, um, and I I everyone I went to was really almost a different hood. So 
packaged foods is a group of people, you know them well. Food service is a very different group. You get into wine, very different. Nutraceuticals at Mars, mm -hmm. another different group. So continually my, my aha was I kept increasing a Rolodex of names and contacts for all the things that I, I'm involved with today. So that was so impactful. And then I think um, I the other pivotal moment real quick was when I was IFT president. Uh, that's the Institute of Food Technologists. And that was when I was still working with General Mills. So I was pretty young. I was 40. and uh, But I was exposed to running an organization of 20,000 members with uh, leadership at the Institute. And for me, that was another game changer because I was exposed to financials, et cetera, and able to make some decisions on direction, st strategy. So that was another big, big move. Nice. So <clears throat> for our listeners who are sitting there wondering, what can I do? Right. So like if they're, if they have um, aspirations to take that next step in their career, either getting on the path towards you know, um, getting a board seat or an advisory role or something like that. Can you share from your perspective, what are the, you know, when you're, when you're um, mentoring or counseling others in their journey, um, mm -hmm. what tips do you give those individuals to secure those board positions? Well, I think, you know, as you build your career, it's really important to get involved in some aspect of boards. And I would say nonprofit is where mm -hmm. I started. And okay. You know, that does take time from work. It takes time from your family. But I really think it's valuable to get in and understand that world of how a board works, a nonprofit board. So many similarities once you get into public or private boards. So do a nonprofit, get involved at the, at the board level, and then accept committee roles. In, in fact, accept a committee chair role on a board, some of these nonprofits, because you really start to understand the workings of how the board impacts the organization. Uh, and, you know, you get to really interface with people who've been doing it probably for a while. Nonprofits often attract CFOs and CEOs. And so you get to really think and hear how they how they interact in their jobs. And then I think networking, you have to network. I mean, I was IFT president when I was 40 years old, probably uh, you know younger than most of the IFT presidents, but through the network I've been able to develop over the years, and my husband laughs. I send out over 400 Christmas cards. So you know that, <laughs> you know, you, you keep in touch with people. That's what it's all about. It's so much fun. So I really think, you know, make it fun. Make it part of your life. It, it, it's easy. Yeah, I think, too, like <clears throat> you, you brought up an excellent point. Like you got to find the time, but there also has to be some intentionality to it. Right. You really have to you have to focus on it and um, almost you know, like all of the to-dos on your day-to-day, -day, like make it a priority and keep those connections. That's awesome. 400 on the Christmas card list. That's awesome. <laughs> now, I'm sure that um, uh, that the entire journey was as smooth as possible. No bumps along the way. Um, obviously kidding, but, uh, <laughs> you know, sure. um, yeah, as you, you know, think back um, on your career path, you know, specifically, I think that leads to those uh, corporate board seats can you share some of the obstacles that you faced along the way? And then, and then of course, how you overcame them? Absolutely. I think uh, obstacles were understanding how a business runs, really yes. understanding how to read the financials. Mm -hmm. Those are, uh, those aren't something you would get in a, in a PhD program typically yeah. so it really is instrumental to get involved with, with the numbers. So I would say um, the obstacles were the business knowledge. So I, the Harvard program helped me 
I came back from Harvard and I ran a P&L within General Mills called Medallion Laboratories. So we were generating uh, funds from selling outside lab services. Uh, so that was getting P&L experience. So that's how I overcame my lack of business knowledge was Harvard and then getting thrown into the P&L at General Mills. And then the second thing is um, taking roles that were leadership roles, really striving to get to be the top person in R&D or the top person in quality or the top of whatever you aspire to do. Because once you get in there and you're at the table, because you will be at the table, it's much easier to understand how you can make an impact and what's expected from you. So overcoming that challenge, really put yourself at the table. And so accept an opportunity, even if it means you might have to move. If the opportunity suits you, you should consider moving. And so that's what we did. Nice. Any um, <clears throat> lessons learned, or I, I don't, I, I don't prefer to look at it as something I would have done differently, right? Because it's it's just so hard to to think through that. But uh, you know, any any major lessons, I guess, that you wanted to share along your journey um, that maybe maybe the listeners can leverage on their own professional journeys. Oh, absolutely. I think we're. <laughs> The number one thing is continue to learn. Yeah. Really be current. Continue to learn if it's IT or if it's problems facing companies or boards. Be at the be current. Read read newspapers. Read online anything. Really understand what's happening in the world. Um, be global. Financial Times. Whatever you choose to read and wherever you choose to get your information. Be current. So that's one thing. I think that you stay in touch. Um, with other people you've met on your journey. I mean, again, the Christmas card example, but I think that's truly important. Uh, make, build your your network out and, you know, you ch- it doesn't mean you keep in touch with everybody, but really you have to put yourself out there to build those relationships. And then, you know, don't be afraid. Uh, if you're gonna start a new role, it's scary, especially if you go into a new subject area. I, I went to Gallo and I hadn't, I really didn't understand uh, the world of winemaking, wine selling, uh, Uh regulations. Then I went to uh, Mars where we were doing nutraceutical uh, supplement development. So very different situations. So don't be afraid, just get in there and you will figure it out because basically Uh the roots (laughs) of the science are still the same. It's just, uh, you know, different subject area. Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, there's a combination of like this, perfectionism and fear of failure that keeps so many people back from just trying, right? Oh, especially, especially women. Yes. I think especially women you have, I mean, often your situation isn't one where you can just drop your family. Right. You, I have a, I had a great support system with my husband. He stayed home with our kids, allowing me to travel. We moved together. So we did it as a unit. You really having that support system, if it's your friends or your family, whatever you call it, I think it's really important to to not be afraid, you know, lean on some folks and, and you'll make new friends. Yeah. Well, let's um, shift to a topic that is, um, uh, I lead a women's group at Trustwell and we recently uh, spent an entire session on mentorship. What is it? What does it mean to you? Um, I think it's so critical, I think, especially for women in the industry to have really strong mentors and maybe not always that are in maybe even in their industry, right? Um, how has mentorship for you played a role in your own development? And then, you know, what advice do you have, I think, especially for women in the food industry seeking effective mentorship? Uh, mentorship is is critical. Sometimes I guess I don't call it mentorship. 
There's a group of women that I have been part of for over 15 years. They're very different backgrounds. We came together uh, through one woman and we get, we actually meet face to face four times a year. We come in on a Friday, have dinner, talk about ourselves on Saturday, have dinner, and then we leave. But that group, one was a banker, one in all of them sat on boards. So I use them as my mentors. So it's important. They happen to all be women with very different backgrounds. But over the years, they've evolved to very close friends. We travel together, et cetera. But you have to have people that you learn from, and they call you on it. You bring up anything. You have to be free to call to, to bring up anything, like if it's personal or, or work-related, and be able to flush it out. So that's key. Develop your own little small group of, of uh. mentors in a way. And then I'd say, you know, when you if you do have a person that you're pointing to, to, to use as a mentor, be succinct when you talk to them. This isn't, you know, come plan, planful with what you want to ask them. Mm-hmm. I always came to my group of women mentors and said, okay, here's the situation you know, and I'll explain something that's going on that's not confidential, but yet they, they know I need a help thinking through a business situation and they're very astute. They've been through a lot of this. And so for me, I come with a very specific request and that's what we'll talk about. Hmm. That helps. Kind of like your own personal board of directors in a way, it's, right? <laughs> way to state it. Another way to state it, but uh, you know, it's so funny, but that is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's a group you can trust. So let's wrap up with um, the topic of, of leadership. So from your perspective, what are the most important key leadership skills that you believe are the most important for, for success and, you know, rising to the, the level that an individual wants to get at? Good question. I think uh, honesty is really important, and I'll, I'll say honesty to yourself. You know, be honest with yourself. Is this something you really want to do? Is this something you're willing to put the time in because it will take time? Uh, if it's a job, or, or, or in my case, when I retired, if it's board work, you you know, you're going to have to put the time in. Um, I think being approachable, because when you have to fit into a board situation, let's say. It's no different than being on a leadership team. You have to fit in. You have to find a way to say, what's the strength I bring? And then make sure you bring that strength to to the meetings. So I think really being able to be approachable on, on your specialty. And then, you know, don't don't treat your positions either in work or in a, on a board as a job. It's really you're bringing value to it and you're getting value from it. So I look at it as fun. I look at it as um my opportunity to contribute, um, provide oversight, all, all those things are really critical to a good person who's going on a board, wants to be a good board member, wants to be a solid contributor in whatever you're doing. I love that, you know, honesty, uh, integrity with yourself is the, at the top of that list. I, I love it. Any, any last um, tips or advice for our listeners on, on this topic? Well, absolutely. Let me give you a few. I think that, you know, I came with a PhD in food science. I've been leading R&D positions and and quality positions all my life. And so now you want to get on a board. How do you even approach that? Uh And Talking to people who are on boards, understanding what the role of a board is all about. But I mean, there's basic things. I'll just rifle off things that I think are critical. You have to position your resume, your bio, your LinkedIn, 
everything in a board speak. So you have to get someone. I had someone help me do that. There's people out there you pay who help you do that. Then you create an elevator speech. What's the value you bring to a board? Is it your innovation? Is it your leadership? Well, it's probably in some cases crisis management, whatever. But you have to have a, a few bullet points. If you had to tell somebody in a couple sentences what's your, what's your strength, you're going to have to be able to tell them why you should be on a board. Join key organizations. I think you saw NACD, WCD, that's women's corporate women corporate directors. Join a couple of those key organizations for networking and also uh, just learning how boards run because they often boards will pick people who are on those in those organizations and then decide what kind of board you want to be on. Uh, is it a particular location? I'm from the Midwest. I'd like to have a board in the Midwest. Um, I'd like to be in the food industry. So you take out, you know, tires and automotive. Uh, so there's <laughs> things you need to decide before you really want to jump into the board world. And then um, get your support staff around you. I have an admin. She's on the other side of the, the country. I pay her. I have someone who's an accountant. I have someone who's a bookkeeper. So you need that flotilla around you to be successful when you're kind of bringing your business together and your board work. Um, and then reach out to friends and recruiters. And don't be afraid to reach out even to a CEO. If there's a board you really want, then you build your relationship. Find a way to get in and, and meet the CEO. And, and it's laughable, but it's true. I mean, and it works. It's flattering for them, I'm sure. So those are my <laughs> tips. Those are my tips. Awesome. Mary, I cannot thank you enough uh, for the for the time, the insights, and uh, just sharing your your expertise with our listeners on, like I said, a topic that I think you know there's not a lot of visibility into, and so um, working towards getting you know more diversity and more equity across uh, corporate boards. I really appreciate the time. Yes, well, my my honor and privilege. So anytime, thank you for reaching out. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to Transparency Talk with Trustwell, where we explore the critical role of transparency in building trust and driving positive change in today's food chain. Thank you for listening to Transparency Talk with Trustwell. To learn more about Trustwell and its technology platform that connects product formulation, nutrition analysis, and compliant labeling with traceability, recall readiness, and supply chain transparency, please visit www.trustwell.com.